Coming up on WealthWorks Radio, the most common questions folks have about retirement, the seven sins of financial planning, and who wants to... And now, WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney. Everybody, this is WealthWorks Radio. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Joining me today is Joseph Lanza. Eric Carney uh, is president of Retirement Wealth. On and off doing uh, important uh, financial things. In the meantime, Joseph is here holding down the fort. How are you, Joseph? I'm doing great, Steve. How are you? Very, very well, thanks. This is going to be fun. Eric's going to be sorry he missed this one. I think so. He's not going to play the game. I know, and this is quite a game. So we've uh, <laughs> we've had some fun putting these things together, and um, you know, you got to save a million dollars, do you? Well, it maybe you know, I mean, it, let's let's take a page from old Regis Philbum, Reg, as mm-hmm. we as we call him, and uh, we're going to play. Um, we're going to play. Who wants to be a retirement millionaire? And it goes like this: uh, Joseph in the hot seat. And he will then be asked questions and given three or four choices for answers. And you're going to get a couple of lifelines. You get the uh, a lifeline for, uh, well, uh, you know, well, you don't need a lifeline. You're a smart guy. I think I got it. Yeah, I think so, too. Or you could call Eric if you wanted to. Yeah, I don't want to bug him. I think All I right. got it. <laughs> so, so the more you get right, the more you get closer to a million bucks uh, if you're ready. So let's get ready to play. Let's play Who Wants to Be a Retirement Millionaire. Here we go. All right, you ready, Joseph? We are rocking and rolling. Here we go. Question number one is good for 100 bucks. Are you ready? I am. All right, here it is. What is the full retirement age for folks born in 1959? 66 years and 10 months, 66 years and two months, 67 or 70 and a half. So this is pertaining to Social Security with retirement, with full retirement age. Right. Uh, it's different for everybody that depending on what year you're born. And I know for 1959, that would be 66 years and 10 months, which I believe was uh, answer A. So do I have to say I want to lock it in, Steve? Um, you can lock it in. Yeah, we've locked. You're in. You're done. I want to lock it in. You win. Yay, there you go. Oh, this is just way too much fun. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, uh, Joseph is uh, now up for 100 bucks. Let's go for 500 now. Question number two. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith retired on 80% of their pre-retirement earnings. They're living on $35,000 a year. What's their, uh, what was their pre-retirement income? Is it... Uh, 35 or 35,000, 29,350, 43,750, or 50,000 dollars. What do you think? Well, we know it has to be more, obviously, right? Because more than 35, 35, yeah, yeah. 35,000, it's 80 percent of their original pre retirement earnings. Um, so I'm gonna do some quick math here, and we come up with the 43,750 dollars. You would be correct once again. You're good. Now, I do want to say a lot of times pre-retirement earnings and post-retirement as far as savings rates or, you know, wage replacement ratios mm-hmm. 
typically aren't as true as the traditional finance theory makes them out to be. Okay. Uh, a lot of people say, you know, well, just just plan on living on 70% of your you know, pre-retirement earnings. Well, there's a lot of people that we see coming in. Once we actually sit down and start to do a budget with them where they're spending exactly the same amount of money that they were earning, right, in, in their pre-retirement earning years. Sure, sure. Um, if not more, right? I mean, you have a lot of more, a lot more time on your hands, you know, 40 to 50 hours a week of extra time. How yes. are you going to fill that up, right? Um, you know, golfing, go, traveling, you know, going on your boat more, maybe paying for fuel for that. There's a lot of different expenses that you're going to have, even being around the house, right? When you're, when you're in your own house for longer periods of time, you start to realize, ooh, this sink needs to re- be replaced, or you know what, I want new cabinets. You start to replace things, you start to improve your home. That's all costly to you. So a lot of times that pre-retirement earnings, it's, it's not a great method to go about using a wage replacement ratio rather than you should just sit down and actually create a budget to figure out how much you're truly going to need in retirement. Talk about wage replacement uh, policy or wage, what did you just call it, wage replacement? Yeah, wage replacement ratio. Ratio. Yeah, talk about that for a second because that's an interesting topic. I mean, yeah, that's so, an interesting you know, wording. So they kind of teach you in like traditional finance theory is I believe it's 70 to 80 percent of whatever wages you were earning during your working years is what you're going to need to live off of in retirement. But this is a rule of thumb. And if you know, I mean, if we've talked about if you've listened to the show and you've you've picked up on anything, we always say rule of thumb in right. retirement planning typically is not bode very well, right? Whenever there's a rule from like the 4% rule, right? It's extremely outdated. But most people uh, can't live off of just 4% of their investment earnings. The things have changed. You might, you might need to uh, make more than what you thought you were going to have to earn uh, interest-wise on your accounts as well. So a lot of times whenever there's some type of rule of thumb in retirement or when it comes to investing, uh, make sure you're, you're, you steer clear, get a second opinion, and it may not be fit for you. Everybody's situation is so different. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the key of working with with you guys at Retirement Wealth is no two plans are alike. I mean, there's some strategies that you can implement. But again, the ultimate plan, that's unique to the individual. Yeah, and you have a second set of eyes on it, right? You have you have an uh, objective point of view that is that is looking at it. It has no bias, no emotional attachment to your situation. We're just working strictly for what's best for your situation when it comes to the numbers, All right. right? And making sure that we're achieving your objectives and your goals for retirement. I like that, so Joseph. All right, so you're ready to get back into it here. We've got more questions. I am. Here we go. Question number three. It's good for a thousand bucks. You ready? I am. Which of the following can decimate a retirement savings account? A, healthcare needs, B, accidents, C, all of the above, or D, none of the above? Well, I'm going to have to go with all of the above, Steve. Yes, indeed. I think so, too, uh, because none of the above wouldn't make any sense. That's right. <laughs> so, I mean, again, but that's true. I mean, you know, healthcare, that's something that we always talk about as well in terms of, you know, just, just making sure that you know, you're covered, whether it's Medicare, whether it's long-term care, you know, we've got to do that accidents. I mean, how do you know? Right. And, and whenever we're actually creating a plan, one of the first things I always tell people is your retirement is not going to go exactly according to this plan. Nobody's ever has as far as whenever anybody has created some sort of financial plan. That's the whole purpose of the plan. We're building out multiple scenarios. We're looking at different situations. What if this happens? What if this happens? What if you retire here? What if you run into a long-term care event? We need to figure this out beforehand, and we know and we're expecting that the plan is actually not going to go exactly according to plan. It seems kind of silly, but it's true, right? Everything you know, everything on a plan is very black and white, but life is extremely colorful. 
colorful. So we have to make sure that we have multiple scenarios and that we're keeping the plan updated. That way, when one of those incidents arises, right, a long-term care event, some sort of accident, you know, you need a new roof, you need a new AC system, whatever that may be, we're factoring that into the plan. The plan gets updated and then we keep moving forward, making sure we're, we're still having progress in there. 800-779-1942. If you'd like to get some more clarity on that, sit down with Joseph and begin to craft a plan. That's what he is here for. And uh, we are going back to another question before we have to take a break. Here we go. All right, question number four for $4,000. Joseph, what is the combined annual contribution limit for Roth IRA and traditional IRA accounts for folks under 50 for the 2023 tax year? Is it A, 6,500? B, 10,000, C, 3,500, or D, no limit? A, 6,500. We'll lock that in, Steve. We have, you, exactly, you have locked it in, and it is absolutely correct. <laughs> so we've got, um, all right, so uh, now that's, uh, that changes every year, doesn't it? I mean, it, I mean, it, it does. It, the IRS sets those numbers. Sometimes it doesn't change every year, but like last year in 2022, that was $6,000 for people under 50. This year it's $6,500. They added it mainly due to inflation, right? They increased the amount that you can actually contribute in there. The key point I want to uh, make is that this is a, a combined amount. So many people don't realize you can have a Roth IRA and a traditional IRA and contribute to both of them as long as the combined contribution for that total year is under the limit, which in this case, oh. if you're under 50, is 6,500. Okay. I guess I didn't realize that. That's good to know. Yeah, a lot of people have that question where they're like, oh, I guess I have to do a Roth or an IRA. Well, you could actually do a little bit into both, right? You can get a little bit of a tax deduction if you want one. You can kind of even balance things out by by having both the Roth and the traditional. All right. Uh, let's see. We've got time for one more question before we take a break. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> We've got uh, question number five. Uh, which product would best serve a retired individual looking to invest a lump sum of money through an insurance company, a traditional IRA, a Roth IRA, a Roth 401k, or an annuity. It sounds like what this is going for is an annuity, right? Dumping a lump sum of money into something and then getting almost like a a makeshift pension that's actually getting paid out to that retiree. So I'm going to go with the annuity. Yes, you are right. How does it feel to be all right? You're right 100% of the time. Huh? Boy, oh boy. All right. Well, but we've got to take a break, Joseph. Let's go ahead and invite folks to call. You tell them how to do it. Sounds good, Steve. Whether you currently have an advisor or you've never worked with a financial professional before, we're going to be taking the next 10 callers who are in need of that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000 and give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation. What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out. Your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. We'll get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next 10 callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000, we'll be giving it to you complimentary with no obligation. Sounds fantastic, Joseph. Folks, here it is. A great opportunity to get that, well, financial roadmap put together once and for all. It's a chance for you to get that true, practical financial review, just like Joseph described. And it starts with a phone call, 800-779-1942. You'll get that comprehensive financial review that Joseph just described, plus all the extras that go along with it 
end, you will find you now have a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. Make the call today while you're thinking of it, 800-779-1942, 800-779-1942. up. We're back on WealthWorks Radio. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Joseph Lenz is here today. Joseph, an independent fiduciary at Retirement Wealth. Normally, Eric Carney is here as well, but Eric is off doing uh, important businesses from what I understand, right? That's correct. Special uh, mission. Special mission. Well, I'll be curious to quiz him when he gets back. <laughs> um, but in the meantime, we have got a game to play. Let's play Who Wants to Be a Retirement Millionaire. Here we go. is here we're quizzing him and he's going for a million bucks so we're up to eight thousand and so now he's going to put that on the line you want to go for question six let's do it all right here we go joseph it's question number six going to be worth thirty two thousand dollars at least on paper uh what is the combined (laughs) annual contribution for a contribution limit for roth iras and traditional iras for folks over 50 in the 2023 tax year, is it 6,500, 7,500, 8,500, or 9,500? Well, we know for folks under 50, we answered the question already, that it's 6,500. And the increase or catch up, as they call it, for people over 50 is an additional $1,000. So I'm going to go with B, Steve, 7,500. You are correct, sir. Once again, he's 100%, $32,000. So what that means is we're just going to keep going. What do you think? Sounds good to me. All right. I like it. And uh, so here we go. Question number seven for $64,000, right? The $64,000 question, Joseph, here you go. We have got which of the following is true about taking distributions from Roth IRAs? A, you can commence at any time after reaching 59 and a half without being penalized tax-free growth, you pay tax up front, or D, all of the above? It sounds like all of those are uh, in correlation with taking distributions from Roth, so I'm going to go with D, Steve. I think you are once again correct. How do you do it? <laughs> because, I, because I know that you don't have the answers on your paper. I do. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we know, the Roth uh, is kind of works in the opposite way as the IRA, right? So any money that goes into the Roth, we're paying the taxes up front, right? So we don't get the deduction for that. And that money is going to grow tax-free. And as, then when we're over 59 and a half, any money that we are pulling out of that Roth is going to be completely tax-free to us. All right. I like the sound of that. So the Roth, I mean, the Roth is the Roth conversion, and we talk about it a lot. It mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean it's right for everyone, right? I mean, it's an individual circumstance sometimes it is sometimes it isn't right yeah it depends on the situation if somebody's already if somebody is in their uh, highest years of earnings right and they're making a good amount of money meaning that they're in a higher tax bracket if we're going to do a Roth conversion in that year any money that we're moving over from that IRA to the Roth which is what a Roth conversion is is ordinary income so that means that it could be throwing them into a higher tax bracket. So it's important that we're managing the tax brackets for our clients each and every year to find what's really best for them, right? What makes most sense for the future? And I know we talk a little bit about tax planning um, later in the show, and we'll, we'll get, get a little more into that. But that is something that we're constantly taking a look at year over year over year. What can we do now in order to make 
your taxable situation more favorable in the future. That's really a great conversation to have. And and folks don't realize how much taxes really impact their retirement. And, and you know, they think, I think a lot of people think, well, I'm not going to be making any money, so my taxes are going to go down. And that isn't always the case. There's a lot of caveats, if you will, that can that can throw a monkey wrench into that. Yeah, and people think that they're not going to need any money in retirement or be making any money in retirement. So during their working years, they're just focused on putting as much away as possible into either 401ks or IRAs and getting the tax deduction for those years because that's when they're making money. However, what that's doing is it's creating a taxable situation for yourself when you get into retirement. So you do have taxable income. Right. when you actually are in retirement. So it's still it's very important to to remember that and there are things that we can do to take action now in order to change that. 800-779-1942 we are going to continue with the game. We go on now to the two Oh, no, the $125,000 question. Here it is. What is the ta- the penalty tax applied for failing to take RMDs, require minimum distributions, from a qualified retirement plan in a given year? Is the penalty 10%, 50%, 30%, or 25%? So I know from the Secure Act 2.0, this actually just got lowered. Uh, it used to be 50%. It's almost a trick question, Steve. I know you're trying to get me here, <laughs> but I'm going to lock in 25%. And that would be... Yes, that would be right. And as you said, it was Secure Act 2.0 that made that change because it was 50% for a long time. I know we talked about it many times. Right, yeah, and that got changed in December of 2022. Coming coming into this year, it is now 25% if you miss an RMD required minimum distribution from an IRA account. And if you read a little further into it, Joseph, as I know you know, um, you can even get that whittled down to 10% if you make the, uh, you know, make the, change or make the admission that you forgot uh, early enough. And in some cases, they'll even waive that. I mean, I wouldn't count on it, but it, it could happen. Yeah, we always like to take the precautions, right? So part of our um, service that we have here at Retirement Wealth Advisors is this is some RMDs are something that we constantly are keeping track of, right? So any type of qualified account that we're actually managing for our clients, we're very aware of required minimum distributions. If clients aren't taking distributions from their accounts during the year, meaning from, let's say, January to November, once December hits, you know, we get alerts on how much that RMD is required for that given year. So making sure that we're actually getting those out of the account for the clients. Sometimes clients, if they don't need the income, then we're reinvesting that money into a different type of account or using it for generational wealth purposes, whatever it may be for that client's situation. We're constantly keeping track of that. Sure. And again, that's a that's a confidence builder, too. In other words, that's one thing that I don't have to worry about. <laughs> You know, is exactly. that because I know that's going to get taken care of? Well, I mean, when, when you're paying an advisor a fee, right, when you're working with an advisor, you want to know that you're paying f- for a reason, right? Which type of services are you actually getting? You want to make sure that whatever money that they're managing for you, you're not having to worry about a lot of things, right? Everything is being taken care of for you. You don't want to be getting being kept up at night, right? Thinking, oh, did I take my RMD last year? Mm-hmm. And actually having to worry about that. How much was it supposed to be? All those calculations are done for you and we're being you know, notifying you for those. And you go ahead and pay the IRS just because you're nice guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's our money, but you're going to do it. Yeah, we'll withhold it for you. We're yeah. not, not going to actually pay it okay. for you. But, Fair enough. Uh, All right. I like it. I like it. All right. <laughs> here we go. We've got more to get into here. We are moving on now to uh, question number nine. This one is $250,000, Joseph. Traditional individual retirement retirement account distributions 
must start by age 59 and a half, 65, 70 and a half, or 73. So this actually got changed recently too by the Secure Act 2.0, just like the penalty for failing to take your RMD. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm gonna go with 73, Steve. That's D, I'm gonna lock that in. Yes. And you would be right. So again, like you said, that changed because for when I first started doing these shows, it was at 70 and a half, and then right. it went to 72. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. yeah, it went to 72, and then last year it got changed to 73. And the other, these are these are trick questions, Steve. Don't think that I don't know what you're up to here because ah. 59 and a half is also an important number, right? It's when oh, you can start taking money out of IRAs or Roth IRAs without getting a 10% penalty, and then 65 is also the earliest you can get on Medicare. Okay, fair enough. Um, let's go on. All right, we have got question number 10. An individual retirement account, an individual retirement account IRA rollover contributions are subject to income tax, subject to capital gains tax, not limited by a dollar amount, or D, limited to $7,000. So in an actual rollover, simply all you're doing is, a lot of times we see this with 401ks where people are rolling over money from a previous employer or the employer that they're now terminated service from, that they're retired. All they're doing is taking that money and rolling it over to a like account like an IRA. So that's not gonna have or be limited by a certain dollar amount. So C, Steve. C it is, not limited by a dollar amount, man. That's a hundred and twelve, or that's five hundred thousand dollars to you. Half a million dollars. Half a million bucks. All right, so we got one more question here, and uh, this one is for all the marbles, Joseph. It's all for a right. million dollars. This one question: A fifty-five-year-old recently received a thirty-thousand-dollar distribution from a previous employer's four hundred one k plan. Minus $6,000 withholding, which federal taxes apply if none of the funds were rolled over. Which federal taxes apply if none of the funds were rolled over? A 10% penalty applied for withdrawals before 59 and a half, 25% income tax, income tax plus a 15% penalty, or income taxes plus a 10% penalty tax on $30,000. So... A is true, however, right? We, we know that there's going to be a 10% penalty on the withdrawal because the, uh, the client is not 59 and a half. Right. Yeah, they're only, only 55. 55. Yes. However, there's also going to be, we don't know how much their income tax is going to be. It depends on their bracket. So I'm going to go D, income taxes plus a 10% penalty on that $30,000. And you would be right, and you have picked up a million bucks. You get that check from Eric, all right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that note, we do have to take a quick break. That worked out well. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and do that, Joseph, and then come on back and continue our conversation. Whether you currently have an advisor or you've never worked with a financial professional before, we're going to be taking the next 10 callers who are in need of that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000 and give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation. What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out. Your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. We will get that plan built for you and see where it leads to you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next 10 callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000, we'll be giving it to you complimentary with no obligation. 
Great opportunity here, folks. Don't let it slip by. It's a chance to have your own individual circumstances reviewed with no cost, no obligation. Find out about how much risk you're taking. Are there any red flags that might be a potential problem for you? Joseph can find out. Do you really know how much you're paying in fees or commissions? That's what that portfolio x-ray is all about. They'll dig in and can see what you can't. What about potential tax liabilities, as we've already been talking about, and then a lifetime retirement income plan that includes maximizing that very important Social Security benefit? If you want to take advantage of this complimentary review, just call us, 800-779-1942, 800-779-1942. Coming up on WealthWorks Radio, a proper financial plan must have five components. Does you... We're back on WealthWorks Radio. Joseph Lanzas <laughs> here. Joseph, an independent fiduciary, working alongside Eric and the team at Retirement Wealth. You guys have a great team. We and do. I, and I say that just because it's like I've gotten to know a few of you guys and and uh, and gals. Uh, yeah, you're just you're just fun, and and I don't see a lot of turnover, and that too is a good sign. Yeah, we're really a work family here. We have Donna, who's a certified financial planner, and we have Autumn, who works on the concierge service side of things. We're dealing with day to day with clients, and we really all we would do meld weld or meld good together, right? Um, you know, we each have our own defined roles, but when it comes to servicing a client, we kind of always sit down, the four of us, and uh, work as hard as we can for that client, thinking, putting together strategies, putting together the plan, the investments, and we're going to get a little bit into that as far as the, the planning and the investments go with this segment, Steve. Yes. All right. Well, let's let's get into it. I like the five things that we could need to do to put together a, uh, well, a proper financial plan. Um, that's That's an interesting way to say that, isn't it? A proper Financial. Proper, right. Yeah. Proper. Some people may have a financial plan, but is it proper? Right. Well, or do you simply have, you know, I got an IRA, I got a brokerage account, there's my plan. Uh, no, you've got accounts. Right. Yeah. Statements in the mail is, is really not a financial plan, right? No. You just don't, you can't pull out a statement and say, well, I got this much in this account and that much in that account. There's my retirement plan. That's really not planning for anything, right? Yeah. You may have a bundle of money, but what is it really doing for you? What's the purpose of that money? What if uh, you run into a long-term care event? You know, there's a lot of different options and things that could possibly arise in retirement. And if you're not properly prepared for that, then you could really be setting yourself up for failure. Sure. And uh, all right, so let's break in, uh, break down some of these, the, the components of putting together that right plan to help get you to retirement. Where do we start? Well, th we'll start with what everybody wants to talk about, right? The, the investment strategy. Everybody loves to talk about investments. It's the most fun thing to, to talk about and what's on everybody's mind when it comes to retirement and planning for it is, well, how am I going to be invested and in, in what is that going to look like? How much, how much rate of return am I going to earn every single year? But the truth of the matter is that that's really only one piece, right? If we're, if we're talking about five components, 20% of your actual retirement is going to be your investment strategy. Now, it is still very important, but it's only one piece of a very large pie. But when we get into investment strategies, and you can see last year and this year especially, you want to make sure that your investments are relevant to today's market, right? And they're actually actively changing with the market. What we saw last year with interest rates rising is bonds had single-handedly the worst year since 1928, right? Yes. So when we have a set it and forget it portfolio, if your advisor just has you in, in, in a portfolio where investments are not changing, nothing is moving with what's actually happening in the market, is where we can run into some issues where do you really have an investment strategy if nothing is changing in that account, if there's not being, and nothing is being accounted for for the current market fluctuations and actually taking advantage of those fluctuations. So whether you're working with an advisor or you're 
you're managing that money yourself, you want to make sure that the positions inside of that portfolio are as relevant as possible. Okay. And uh, folks, if you want to get a head start, it's a phone call away. Here it is. It's 800-779-1942. And we are talking about, uh, all right, so investment strategies. Those are, again, a, a hot topic. Let's talk about tax strategies because those two go hand in hand. We want to be able to mitigate as much tax as we can, pay what we owe, but not any more than that. Right, exactly. And I think what this comes down to is is managing your brackets each year as well. When you're working with an advisor, you want to be able to see how much income is going to be coming into you, which we'll talk about a little bit next, but the taxes on that income as well. And we talked a little bit earlier in the show, but what is getting done now in order to change your tax liability in the future? That's what tax strategy and tax planning is all about. When people think about taxes, a lot of times they think about last year, right? And a lot of CPAs are, are looking backwards in the past 12 months. Okay, well, how much income did you have? What did you do here? All right, well, you're going to pay this much in taxes. Here you go. That's not really a tax strategy or a tax plan. All that is is just basic accounting, right? You're looking back and saying, all right, I made this much money. I know I have to pay this much in taxes. What true tax planning is, is saying, okay, for the next 10 years, I know I have X amount of dollars that's coming in from, let's say, an IRA account. If we perform a Roth conversion strategy for you, here's how much we'll pay in taxes, but also here's how much we're going to be saving in taxes over the lifetime of your plan. Or even when we get into things like generational wealth, what can we do now in order to possibly pay some taxes or change some titling around so that way we can save your beneficiaries the cost of having to pay large taxes on whatever they're inheriting? That's what true tax planning is. What can we do now in order to change the future for your tax situation? Sure. And and again, so we're going through the basic uh, components, if you will, of, of what makes a good financial plan uh, that includes income, of course, and that is where we are now. And income strategy, that is key. Cash flow is really paramount. In, in retirement. Yeah. And what that boils down to, first of all, is well, what is your lifestyle costing you, right? What, what money do you have that's coming into you? And then how much do we actually need? Is there going to be more on top of that? And when we build a basic income plan to start with a preliminary one, we're sitting down with the client, we're saying, okay, well, how much are you spending right now? What is your current budget? If, if somebody doesn't may not have a budget, but really everybody has a budget, whether they know it or not, right? There's always a dollar amount that they're on average, they're spending each month. So we're trying to boil that down first. And once we have that number, Number, then we start to look at okay, well, what do we, what income sources do we know are going to be coming into you? And a lot of times, people, whether it's social security, annuities, or pension, they may need more on top of that. So then we're figuring out okay, well, based on that, we know that we're going to have to pull more money out of your investment accounts to keep your current lifestyle afloat. And then we're also factoring in things like inflation and taxes on top of that and accounting for that because we know that each year you're going to be spending more and more money. So having an income strategy is really looking at all the different sources of income that you have, possibly setting up annuities for you, whether you know depends on your current situation, different streams of income that we can turn off and on depending on what the market is doing, and really looking at what's going to be most favorable for you. But most importantly, you want to be able to see that on paper, right? You want to be able to see, okay, I can afford my current lifestyle for the rest of my life, for the, my whole retirement. Where is it going to be coming from? Have your advisor prove that to you. And you want to see that in paper in writing. Sure. I mean, that's where that whole income strategy comes into play and how you can craft that around an individual or a couple situation that and to to maximize those dollars and to ultimately get us all the way through retirement. That's that's really why we're working with you. 
Yeah, because everybody's income situation is going to be different. Everybody's retirement situation is going to be different. So you want to make sure you're having a custom-built income plan for you that's going to prove to you that you're not spending too much money, right? Wherever you are, you're living within your means, and it's going to be able to prove to you that you can have a successful retirement, whatever you want to do. One of the other areas that's often um, sort of neglected, if you will, is the estate plan and estate planning Mm -hmm. in general. That's something you can help us with too, isn't it? Yeah, and like you said, it's often neglected, but each one of these pieces, right? We have five different pieces here. It's like it's like we're making a cake, right? So each one of these, you know, you have your flour, you have your butter, you have your sugar, you know, your frosting on top of the cake. If you miss out on one of these ingredients, right? That, ta- that, that cake is going to taste entirely different than, than a proper cake, if you will, right? right? We talked about building a proper plan. So if we miss out on one of these uh, components of your financial plan, then you're, you're missing a big piece here. And when it comes to estate planning, what we're really trying to set up is making sure that there's a smooth transition of assets, right? And it, it almost ties into tax strategy or tax planning where we're looking at what, we, what can we do now, right? Having proper titling, possibly moving things to your children or beneficiaries now, building out possible trust with different bylaws in order to accomplish whatever your goals or objectives are. And more importantly, we talked about it uh, a couple shows ago, but there's a lot of people that are using uh, insurance tools now in order to fund estate planning or transfers of generational wealth with things like IULs or index universal life policies, where clients are actually funding their children's index universal life policies, and they're building out tax-free pensions for their children, right? So it's almost like putting them on a stipend by funding that insurance policy for them, and it's tax-free money that's going to be for the rest of that child's life instead of leaving them with that lump sum of money. The earlier that you start planning for these things and the more options you're truly going to have and and be able to select to what you want to accomplish. IUL, Indexed Universal Life, uh, that's a term that seems to be kind of popping up a little more regularly than it has in the past. Why is that? Yeah, for sure. It's gaining a lot of popularity. A lot of people like to refer to it as as the rich man's Roth, right? Because the contribution limit, there's no contribution limit for that. Really what it is, is you're setting up a premium amount that you're going to pay for a set period of time, which is also flexible. I think the reason that it's building in popularity is due to its flexibility, right? It can work mm-hmm. for a lot of different people. Um, you're setting up that premium amount, whether it's five years, 10 years, 15 years that you're going to pay in a set amount, and then you're going to let that grow for a little bit. And then it's going to it's going to basically pay out a determined amount of tax-free income for the beneficiary, if it's whether it could be for you or somebody else, and it's building that tax-free pension for them. A lot of high-income earners are starting to do this. We have a lot of clients. Uh, we have a client right now who's an executive at a company. He's in his 40s. Um, we just set one up for him. It makes complete sense. We're fracturing it into the financial plan, putting away a set amount of disposable income that they have to them because he's making too much money to start funding a Roth. And once he gets into retirement, he's going to have a tax-free amount that's being paid out to him each and every year. Nice. Wow, I love that. Folks, if that's a discussion that you'd like to have, give Joseph a call right now, 800 779 And we've got one more of the five, and that gets into health care. And we're just talking, you know, Medicare and or either side of that. Well, Medicare isn't free, right? We have Medicare premiums. And also, we have to make sure that we're tracking the income that a retiree is getting each and every year, because that's actually what affects your Medicare premiums. Medicare premiums look back two years on your actual regular income in order to determine how much your premium is going to be. So if we're doing things like Roth conversions, a lot of people say, well, I just want to convert $100,000 or $200,000 this year. You know, it's my first year of retirement. I want to convert all this money over into a Roth. Well, that's actually going to affect your 
Medicare premium moving forward. So there's a lot of components that a, you know, this is where Donna comes into play as a certified financial planner, right? She's trained to look for these types of things, these types of red flags that pop up where it's like, wait, before we make a decision on that, let me factor this into the plan. And we can see that this is actually going to raise your Medicare costs here. And it could be for the lifetime of the plan. So we want to make sure that we're taking into account things like that. When we also talk about healthcare planning, it's planning for a long-term care event, right? So a lot of people have, may have a long-term care policy, but if it's subject to confinement, meaning that you know, you're not going to be able to stay in the actual luxury of your home, you're going to have to move to a location. Some people may not want that. People want to be able to see, or at least we know our clients want to be able to see that they can afford a long-term care event in the luxury of their own home, right? So we find that a lot of people actually have enough assets to afford that themselves, but we're factoring that into the plan to determine that for them. And we run a rolling window for that long-term care event that essentially says, okay, if you do run into an issue between these years, here's how much we're projecting that's going to cost you. And you can afford that based on your assets, or you can't afford that based on your assets. So we need to make these additional shifts here and here in order to account for that. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's a, that was a great way to lay that all out, Joseph. And uh, on that note, we need to take another break. Let's go ahead and invite folks to call and you still got some spots on the calendar. Sounds good, Steve. Whether you currently have an advisor or you've never worked with a financial professional before, we're going to be taking the next 10 callers who are in need of that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000 and give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation. What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out. Your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers to generational wealth. We'll get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're taking the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next 10 callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000, we'll be giving it to you complimentary with no obligation. 800-779-1942. That's 800-779-1942. Next up on WealthWorks Radio. are back on WealthWorks Radio. Joseph Lanz is here today. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Eric Carney off on uh, official business. Uh, he'll be back again in a week or so. Um, <laughs> in the meantime, we have been having a great show today. I really like the ground we covered. The first part with the game show, there was also a lot of good information that you shared along the way there. It was more than just, you know, a game show. It was fun. It was, it was meaningful. Yeah, you get a little bit of entertainment and education. Look at you. Wow. <laughs> Infotainment. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's the number you can call. And uh, so uh, what... what kinds of things are you seeing out there? Are, are, have things calmed down in, in you know, say the last few months? Or is it just all the same, sort of just this haphazard run through the market? Well, I think that as far as things calming down, I mean, we haven't calmed down. We're, we're busy as ever uh, at the yeah. office here. Okay. And I think really it's because a lot of people are still seeing a lot of people coming in with advisors, having portfolios for, with advisors. They don't have a financial plan and their investment portfolio has not changed since before 2022. And if we've seen everything, anything from the start of this year the market has been on a tear right so they've they've taken a lot of losses from 2022 and 
now they get into this year, their portfolios still haven't changed, are still not relevant positions, and now they're missing out on a lot of opportunity in the market for that recovery that we're seeing right now. So I would say that we're, we're still busier than ever, uh, creating financial plans, fixing portfolios, making positions relevant again for people. Um, so yeah, we're staying busy, Steve. Proactive, that's the key. That's right. That's your job. 800-779-1942. If you'd like to be a little proactive, get yourself a plan together. That's what Joseph and the team are here for. And uh, we have got questions from listeners. Uh, in fact, Gail is up first in Punta Gorda. She says, quite simply, I've lost my job at 60. What do I do with my 401k now? Good question. So you really, if, you, if you're going to start working again, they may offer you the option to actually roll that 401k over into a new 401k with that new employer. But, or however, comma, uh, a lot of times people would like to take that 401k and roll it over to an actual outside IRA or an IRA that's not going to have any handcuffs on it, as we like to say, right? An IRA is going to be able to allow you to invest in whatever you want on the free market. A 401k normally, um, based on ERISA guidelines, is going to is going to only let you invest in a certain select funds. Um, so it'd be in your situation, obviously, we don't know much, um, but I would say rolling over that 401k into an outside IRA. It's going to allow you to invest in things that may be more suitable for what you really need. All right. And, Gail, there you go, 800-779-1942. So, again, there are options out there to, to with a 401K, and that's just not necessarily even if you lose your job. Isn't there the uh, in-service, non-hardship withdrawal kind of rollover thing, too, 55 yeah. and older or something? something well, like? well, every plan is a little bit differently. Okay. So we do right. for, we do rollovers probably, I would say, Autumn and I do rollovers probably once a week here. Okay. Uh, so, and we, we find that every plan is based on the actual plan guidelines. So, meaning everybody's 401K is going to work a little bit differently. Sometimes it's if you're over 62, but you're still working with them, you can do an in-service distribution where you can take 100% of that 401k and, and roll that out. I've seen plans that don't allow you to do that until you're 70. Um, I've seen ones where it's 60. It really all depends. You have to contact the HR, your company, and the benefits team, and uh, figure out what those plan guidelines are. All right, there you go. Um, Rhonda, I like this question. Rhonda in Rotunda West, she says, I've heard that you can use an HSA to help you in retirement. How does that work? And what kinds of benefits does it provide in retirement? Yeah, so an HSA or a health savings account, uh, it has like three tax-free components to it. Really what it is, is it's best if you set that up with a high deductible plan, meaning you're going to fund money into this HSA. It's going to work almost like an IRA account. So the money that you put into this HSA is going to be tax deductible for you. It's going to grow tax-free. And then on top of that, if you're using it to pay for medical expenses, then that's also going to come out tax-free. So it's like three different uh, tax advantages to having that. Now, it also is going to, if there's money left over at the end of the year in that HSA account after you've paid the premiums for your high deductible plan, that's going to roll over to the next year. So let's say you have an extra $3,000 in that account still. Well, when you start that next year, you're going to still have that $3,000 in there. So you can build up a good amount of money in that HSA during your working years. And like I said, it works best with the high deductible plan um, because... The high deductible healthcare plan is going to lower your premiums, but you're going to be paying that out every single month out of that HSA account, getting that tax uh, tax free amount. All right. And so again, the HSA, if you've got a high deductible plan, that really is key. But to be able to, you know, like you said, it's a triple play and it's all tax free. That's that's amazing. 
Right, yeah. So it's kind of like one of those little added bonuses where you can add on top of your contributions that you're adding to your IRA or your Roth or your 401k. And then you can, some people even end up building up a, a great sum of money in that account because they haven't used it on medical expenses. And then eventually you may be able to roll that over into an IRA um, once you get on Medicare. All right. 800-779-1942. Rhonda, let's go ahead and give us a call. Matthew is in Bonita Springs. He says, my mom's a teacher retiring this year with about $350,000. How should we store and invest this money? We want low-risk options that are suited for retirement. Well, that's what you do, Joseph. <laughs> right, exactly. So, I mean, you know, we don't know how old she is. We All we have is a dollar amount, right? So kind of like getting back to having a proper financial plan bill, all we have is a dollar amount here. So we can't even determine what investments we really want to select until we do the proper plan because the plan is really going to determine the placement or the purpose is going to determine the placement of those investments. So we need to know, you know, does she need additional income? Does she have a pension? You know, how old is she? How long does this money have to last for? And that's really going to determine how that money is invested because if the she has a pension, Social Security, and she doesn't need additional income from this money, then what's the true purpose of it, right? Is it just to keep up with inflation? Is it going to be for beneficiaries? Because then we can invest it with a little bit more fo focus towards growth. But if she needs income from that, then it may be set up more to, you know, dividend plays in the stock market or looking at things like annuities. It, it really depends on that situation. Um, we'd have to sit down and do an actual income plan and figure out the purpose of that. Do you work with a lot of educators or is that, is that a, a, a hunk of your business that uh, is sort of interesting to work with? Yeah, we do work with educators, city employees, police officers, fire, uh, government employees as well. So a lot of times people have a, a pension that is coming into them and plus Social Security. It may actually be enough for them to keep their current lifestyle afloat. And then their 401k or the lump sum of money that they're getting is actually just almost like an added bonus on top of that, right? Yeah. Where they're like, okay, well, now we have this money. Now we need to set this up in order to achieve the objectives for this pile of money. We're taking care of your income first and making sure that you're going to be okay. But now we need to figure out the purpose of this additional money as well. Of course. So, well, Matthew, there you go. I uh, hope that helps your mom a little bit. Just have uh, give Eric or give Joseph a call and come on in. Um, all right. Carol is in Fort Myers. She says, I'm 56 years old going through a divorce. My husband usually handles the finances, so I'm a little bit nervous about how to handle things myself, even though I'll be getting a substantial sum of money from the divorce. How should I go about getting set up on my own? Call Joseph. Well, it's really, it's really about having the right people in your corner, right? I mean, you want to be able to have, when you're going through something like this, it's, it's a very, it could be a traumatic event for you. It's going to cause a lot of emotions. And whenever we're dealing with emotions and finances, we know it's not really a good mix, right? We don't want to be mixing having those uh, impulse decisions with actual financial decisions, which could be, you know, setting you up for a lifetime of, of possible failures or or great successes. So you want to make sure you have the right people in your corner that are going to give you an objective uh, standpoint that don't have emotions tied to this, that are going to be really working in your best interest, working with a fiduciary that's going to put your needs above their own. Let's talk about that for a second. You're independent. In other words, you're not beholden to any big company. You're, you're fiduciary, which means you are, by law, required to look out for me. Um, and right. you know, you as a company there, or as a as a firm, you have a lot of experience. Right. Yeah. So th it's the really the reason that we are independent and fiduciary. Uh, it's it, people always say, you know, being a financial advisor. Whenever I tell anybody that's what I do, they're like, oh, that must be a really stressful job. And it's like, well, 
honestly, it's, it's not that stressful when you know that you're doing what's right for the client each and every single day. All right. You, you don't have a corporate a corporation behind you that's saying, oh, you have to, you know, put at least this much money into, you know, this product or or this portfolio every single month. We have none of that. It's completely independent and fiduciary in the sense that we're working for the client in their best interest. And that's what really helps us all sleep at night, that we're doing the best thing for the client and we're not worried about, you know, making a wrong move because we're being told by somebody else, hey, here's what to do. Right. Well, folks, if that if you like being taken care of like that, give us a call. It's 800-779-1942. Joseph, I'd love to sit down and talk with you. Let's see, we got time for one more. We're going to Cape Carol, uh, Cape Coral, where we find <laughs> Barry. I was trying to combine all that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barry says, I'm 60 and I hope to retire when I'm 62, but I'm very confused as to whether I'll have to take RMDs at 62 or whether I can wait till I'm 72. I looked at the IRS info page, but it's very confusing to me. So what, uh, boy's got some RMD questions. Yeah, so RMDs are actually after the Secure Act 2.0 last year in December, they changed that age to 73 is when you have to take out your first required distribution from that IRA account. And it's going to go based off of last year's or December 31st of the previous year's account value is how they're going to determine how much money you actually have to pull out of that IRA or qualified account. But that's not going to start until 73. Um, 62 is the earliest age you can take Social Security and 72 is what the RMD age used to be. But now it is 73. And they are looking to uh, keep pushing that age that 73 possibly to 74, I believe in 2028. And then maybe even 75 in 2033. But obviously, see that you know, laws can change and that's not for sure yet right um and again on that note i think we have summed it up uh, joseph let's go ahead and invite folks to call one last time whether you currently have an advisor or you've never worked with a financial professional before we're going to be taking the next 10 callers who are in need of that missing financial plan we're going to create and customize a full-blown financial plan review valued at over a thousand dollars and give it away absolutely complimentary no obligation What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out. Your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. We will get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next 10 callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000, we'll be giving it to you complimentary with no obligation. Fantastic, folks. Make the call today while you're thinking of it, 800-779-1942. Great opportunity for you to come on in and and get that financial roadmap put together. Really, that's the goal on the show is just to help you make the best decision for you. So if you've got questions for Joseph about what we've been talking about today or how it will apply in your own situation, make that call, 800-779-1942, 800-779-1942. Joseph, always a pleasure to be here. One of my favorite hours of the week, just hanging and, and just having some fun talking about important topics like this. Thanks, Steve. Hey, everybody. Eric Carney is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors Incorporated, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Retirement Wealth, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and this station are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. 
Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by RWA. Insurance licensed in the state of Florida, insurance license number P138852. Registered investment advisors and investment advisor representatives act as fiduciaries for all our investment management clients. We have an obligation to act in the best interests of our clients and make full disclosures of any conflict of interest, if any exists. Please refer to our firm brochure, the ADV2A, page 4, for additional information. WealthGuard is a complete portfolio monitoring system. Designed by determining the amount of downside risk a client is willing to tolerate, WealthGuard is added to a client's account to protect them from the downside risk. WealthGuard is not a stop-loss strategy. When the account value in the portfolio hits the targeted value, an alert is sent to the client, advisor, and money manager. There is no guarantee the exact WealthGuard value will be captured or assets will be traded or liquidated the same day due to time of day or market restrictions.